Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Hey friends, and welcome to the Aloha Friday edition of the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm Monica Swanson, and I have a question for you. What do you think of, or maybe what do your kids think of, if you want to gather them around this episode, when you hear the word perseverance? Is perseverance something you talk about as a family? It's very practical, and I have my son Jonah on with me today to talk about this character quality of perseverance. Now I'm going to share a quote with you from Albert Einstein, who most of us know is a really smart dude, right? Albert Einstein said, it's not that I'm so smart, it's just that I stay with problems longer. How's that for an important thing to keep in mind when you're doing schoolwork? How about this from Thomas Edison? Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Guys, I've got a whole list of awesome quotes and Bible verses related to the character quality of perseverance, and I'll be sharing those over in my show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. And so you might want to hop over there with your kids, with your family over the weekend and have some good conversations about this character quality of perseverance. After Jonah and I have our conversation, I am going to cover one more quick Q&A, which I'm trying to do on Fridays, responding to a question that I get frequently in today's question is about boys and devices. How much time on a school day do I think is reasonable to let our kids um, get on their devices and do their thing? So I'm going to cover that one at the very end. Also, I have a winner to announce. Now, if you listen to Tuesday's episode with Christy Clover on raising boys who value work and money management, um, I didn't say anything in the podcast, but over in the show notes, I offered a giveaway of, of Christy's awesome new book, that's just about to come out called MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem. Awesome book. And we're going to be sending a copy of this book to Christina. Congratulations, Christina. I'll be emailing you so that you know you're the winner. But um, thank you to Christina and the rest of you who commented over on the show notes. Just so you know, guys, sometimes you'll find things in the show notes that I forgot to mention in these podcast episodes, so it never hurts to hop over and have a look at the show notes. And usually there will be some fun surprises if you do. So now I'm going to let you listen in on Jonah and my conversation. Hope you enjoy. Jonah, thank you so much for being with me today. Mm, Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, Jonah 
has been doing a few things. Jonah graduated from high school at the end of last school year, and he's taking a gap year. And during that gap year, he's doing a couple things. And I wanted to ask him some questions because he has really, really impressed me. One thing he's doing is he's going to be applying for colleges. So he's got his work cut out for him as he writes essays and gathers letters of recommendation and works on his college applications. But part of that process, too, has been taking his SAT test. So um, one thing I wanted to talk to Jonah about is this process, because the truth is Jonah's first SAT test was quite good. He did a great job, and it would get him into probably all the colleges he's interested in. But he took it a second time, and then just recently he took it a third time. Now, if you could have seen Jonah the last four to six weeks, um, you would have wondered if he was okay. <laughs> just kidding. He just studied really, really hard and was very um, hard to distract. We'd be like, it's a beautiful day, Jonah. Do you want to go to the beach? And he'd be like, nope, got my SAT test coming. I'm focused on this. And I want to ask you, Jonah, to mm. share um, how, what was on your mind? How, what drove you to study the way you did for that SAT test? Hmm. Well, yeah, I think that there were, um, many motivations for, uh, me and my studying. Uh, one of them was just recognizing the fruit of the test itself and what that, the, the implications of the test. And there are broad ones such as college admissions and just realizing that, Eventually, someone is going to look at these scores and is going to determine my uh, my adequate adequacy on, on the basis of this score. So there was that aspect of uh, my studying. But then the other aspect was that um, really I, I'm actually growing through this process in, in a in a more immediate way. I'm I'm learning more about how to critically think, and I'm learning more about what it means to uh, study effectively and efficiently. So there were many aspects that went into it, but I do think that a big part of it was just um, it's better to do well on something than to just not not put much effort into it. So, yeah. And, and I think that takes maturity. Um, mm. Certainly you started to take it more and more serious the further you were along in the process. And also I saw you get to a point where you were beginning to really master the information. Mm -hmm. And instead of the test being this like heavy cloud hanging over you, mm -hmm. suddenly you were like, wait, I actually could do really well in this. Mm -hmm. And when that clicked, I think things took off. Like you were mm -hmm. like, you know what? I want to get a perfect score. And yeah. I don't know if your score will, we haven't got results yet, by the yeah. way, yeah. but that really changed things, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do think that the f the further along you go on whatever whatever path you happen to find yourself, the further along you go, the more motivation you're going to get. It's going to be a positive feedback loop, and mm -hmm. and you're going to realize that you're going to reap benefits, and then that's going to motivate you more, and you're going to go further further and further along. However, on the flip side of that, the less you do. The less results you're going to see, the less motivated you're going to be, and then the more you're going to stagnate. And I've seen both sides of that coin. And um, recently, you you really do have to sacrifice a lot for, for such things as the SAT. But when you begin to see the, the benefits and you see the results, you see how you're growing and how one day this is going to pay off, you really become encouraged and motivated to carry on and just do the best you can. 
So Awesome. I love that. I actually had like a microcosm story mm-hmm. <laughs> similar to that, but with my nine-year-old just last night. And I've it really, really made an impact on me, something mm-hmm. that we were doing some homework together. And I think I'm going to write a blog post. I know mm-hmm. I don't write a whole lot of those, but it, it reminded me of what Joan is going through now, but for a younger boy. So if you have elementary age kids, hopefully I'll get that written pretty soon. But what it reminded me of too is how Jonah got to where he is because this didn't start at 18 studying for the SAT. This was something he learned um, young and though it took years to mature, I think that that process of teaching a kid listen, let's stick with this. Mm. This is going to be worth your effort. Let's stick with this. So I love that and hopefully um, you soon I will have a blog post written on this subject. Mm. Um, but then the other thing Jonah's been doing for the last year mm. that's really impressed me is um he works at a restaurant nearby a really nice restaurant that's an honor to just get a job at actually for a teenager and his older brother worked there too but when Josiah got hired just the way things were situated in their staffing they um, moved him to be a busser so he started doing dishes everybody does everything there they have to learn prep cooking they learn dishes and then Josiah moved to be a busser within a few months I think Mm -hmm. but this timeline was different for Jonah. So he started there a year ago and he has spent the last year really wanting to be a busser, but pretty much stuck in the dish pit. Now he did do some prep cooking. And what I tell him is I think he did dishes so well, they didn't want to lose him. Like he, you should see him when he has dish chart home, he does a really good job. But I think there was probably a little bit of frustration because he's like, when am I going to get to be a busser Mm. on the floor, making tips with the people? And, um, and yet I never saw him complain. I never Mm. saw him grumble. And then, um, just this week, he was told that tonight, as we record, will be his first busing shift. So mm. I'm really proud of him. But talk to us about how you felt. I mean, he spent eight-hour days sweating over a dish pit. Talk mm. about what went through your head. Were you bitter? Were you frustrated? Uh, yeah, I would. I would say that for the whole process, I definitely had some frustration. Um, realizing that some people, I would actually train people in this position. I would train them to, on how to do dishes. And I I would watch them advance past my position and move on to the next step of busing and all this. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, there's obviously someone's pulling strings and someone's like, uh, you know, favoring people over me. Um, that was a, that was definitely a temptation to focus on that sort of aspect. But I would say that, a great lesson I've learned over the last year is this this idea of justice and a, a really a higher justice that we have as Christians. And I, I've been reading a lot in the New Testament where Jesus talks about how, you know, our Heavenly Father sees what we do in secret and in, um, you know, when we're alone and people don't actually witness what we're doing. And a, a big part of my work has been just realizing that even when no one recognizes my hard work and even when it goes totally unnoticed, I know that my heavenly father sees it and will reward me. It talks about that in Matthew chapter six, verse three through four. It talks about when you're giving to people in secret, your father sees it. Um, And just before that in Matthew chapter six, it talks about how when you're um, fasting, you should clean your face and, and your father sees the work that you're doing. But the, the point of this is this higher justice, this sort of 
um, this ex super superordinate justice, I guess you could say, that, that I've really been learning about over the last year. It's not something that people can really explain. It's something that only God can explain. But um, yeah, it's been a great process just learning how to persevere through a kind of boring job, but realizing that in the end, God will reward me and that truly my superiors are seeing what I'm doing and they will also reward me. So it, it was a great experience that, that whole year. I love that. And, and I do believe people were watching and um, he was shining his light too, because people there know that he's a Christian and mm -hmm. So that was pretty awesome. Well, I'm super proud of him um, for all of that, for both of those things, and even more that I don't see, I'm sure, at home. The times he does his chores without a word and maybe does other people's chores too sometimes. Mm. Well, thanks for all of that, Jonah. And um, indeed, perseverance is an important character quality, one that I think is very practical for all ages and stages of life. So hopefully, either your kids might listen to what Jonah shared with you, or you could just sit down and talk to them this weekend about something they might need to persevere through. Maybe they're on a sports team that they're not getting as much playing time on as they would like. Or maybe like Levi and I last night, it's a difficult math assignment and they just need to persevere and, and kind of break through that. Perhaps it's something social with their friendships or in any area of life, perseverance is so important. So I do encourage you to hop over to my show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I've got some great quotes I think you'll want to share with your family. So you might want to just print those out and sit around and chat about this topic of perseverance with your family over the weekend. Also, to be inspired in this area of perseverance, uh, we will leave a list of some good books for different ages. We'll share some of our favorite books for the younger years, and then also I'll have Jonah collect a few of his favorite books for the teenage years. I'm going to wrap up with a quick Q&A, but first, Jonah, I just want to thank you so much for being with us today. Mm. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And we will have you on again another time soon. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, friends, this is where... I'm going to move into a quick Q&A, and this week I actually shared an Instagram post that maybe some of you saw. You can go back to my Instagram, which is Monica Swanson underscore, and look for a picture of four boys lined up with the water behind them. It was um, my two of my boys and two of their friends that were going to go diving, actually cave diving, and I shared a quote from my book on the topic of kind of boys and adventure challenges, why I think boys need healthy adventures, and how I believe that that, if boys are actively involved in doing things that are challenging them physically and mentally and in all those ways that it's going to probably keep them out of less healthy adventures elsewhere. And that's a whole nother topic that, shoot, I could do a bunch of podcast episodes on because I just love to talk about that. But um, I got a lot of responses to that. Um, a couple of people asked me because I mentioned in there, you know, limit device time and give your boys some healthy adventures and you're going to watch them flourish. And I believe that with all my heart. So somebody, actually a few people asked, okay, so how much should we limit device time? You know, what should we shoot for? How much is too much? And this is one of those topics that I wish there was one easy answer for, but there's just not. You might go back and listen to, I believe it was episode nine, where I interviewed Ruth Child Simons on the topic of boys and technology. And we just agreed that every family really does have to figure out what works best for them. But since you asked, I will tell you that on a normal school day for our family, when our boys are doing school, they're doing chores, they're doing activities, 
we really don't set aside any time for games or devices. So that's just for us. We just didn't want to start that as like a regular thing, something they would expect. So most of the time, they don't get to do anything like that on a school day. Now, there's always exceptions. Occasionally, something will happen or my son will get on my phone and my youngest especially will start playing his farm game or his surfing game. But for the most part, we don't set aside time like as a reward for the end of the day or anything like that. Our family um, is pretty busy if surfing's on. We'll watch some surfing at night or sometimes we'll start a movie that we usually have to finish the next night. But um, yep, we just decided that games don't need to happen on school days and oftentimes we don't even have time on weekends. So we just didn't want that to be a normal part of our life. Now, of course, if you live where it's, you know, long winter where you're doing everything you can to keep kids busy and there's still time left over, then by all means, you decide what's best for your family. That might be very reasonable in many situations. So certainly no judgment if you're using games, especially educational games. Some of them have more educational value than others. So that is what we do as a family and you pray and be intentional and I'm sure that you'll figure out what's best for your family. Oftentimes you just need to trust your gut and go with what you um, think is best and sometimes that'll change at different seasons of life as well and that is totally okay. So guys I want to thank you again for all the ratings and reviews. If you haven't left one I hope you will wherever you are listening to this. Next Tuesday I have another great interview to share with you um, as we finish off the main topics from my book Boy Mom What Your Son Needs Most From You. So another great topic and um, just appreciate you being here and I'll look forward to chatting with you next week. So until next time, aloha.